Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. Boldly go where no one has gone before. Engage. Engage. Enterprise. Enterprise. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Captain Catherine Janeway. Captain Cisco. This is Captain Jonathan Archer. Red alert. Photon torpedoes. Fire. The official Star Trek podcast. Engage. Engage. Make it so. With your host, Jordan Hoffman. That, sir, is illogical. And to make sure that history never forgets. This is Engage. Hailing frequencies open, sir. And welcome back, everybody. Hello, Jordan Hoffman. I'm the host of Engage, the official Star Trek podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jordan. Now, uh, this is an exciting time. We've got a special episode this week. Red alert, special episode. Special midweek mini-minisode. We finally got to see Harcourt Fenton Mudd, Harry Mudd, on our, I want to say on our TVs, but not everybody watches Discovery on TV. I do. Many don't. The kids these days watch on a, on a laptop. Right. On an iPod. Well, uh, iPad. I, I, I need my couch. A Zune. I need my couch. A laptop. Sometimes I'll watch on a laptop. Not necessarily Discovery, but it's like, a, in general, a movie, a Vimeo. I'll watch it on my laptop. I have a big fancy TV that I yeah. paid a lot of money for, so I want to see things very clearly in a very yeah. large... What do you use, Roku? Uh, I'm actually running through things through my Xbox. Xbox is just as good. Yeah. Xbox, Roku, Amazon Stick... Yep. Google has one too, the Google thing, whatever. Chromecast, it's I have one of those too. Yeah, all right. Well, I usually use the Roku, but they're all the same. So we finally saw Harry Mudd, the new Harry Mudd, which is the older Harry Mudd, if you want to go in the timeline. <laughs> and speaking of older, it was many weeks ago that we spoke to Rain Wilson on the phone. Uh, how many weeks ago was it? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a really long time ago. It couldn't have been that long ago. I think it was like in August. No. Was it? It wasn't that. Wait, it feels longer? Wait a minute. This is fascinating. The listeners really want to know. No, they do. They're riveted. It Um, doesn't matter. But I think it was August or maybe early September. Oh, it was uh, August 30th we recorded it. August 31st we recorded it. No, 30th, 30th, 30th. So it was midnight. It was, it was both days. It was, yes. We spoke no, to Rain Wilson uh, on August 30th because uh, we did. And we already had that conversation about other topics. And then what happened was we're like, Rain, buddy, we're not going to get you on the phone that much. Let's talk about Harry Mudd. But, uh, you know, we weren't allowed to let you hear it until now. That's just the way it works in showbiz. They call that an embargo. Embargoes are not just for Cuban missiles. They're for... Uh, <laughs> they're for um, you know, this kind of crap, too. So, anyway, let's 
now tell you. So I don't, you know, it was in August. I have, I have no memory at all of what we talked about. I don't remember either. I and I don't even smoke pot we, we much. We might I really have don't. mentioned Harry Mudd, maybe. Oh, no, we talk about- Maybe? We talk about Mudd, yeah. Oh, you're joking. Okay. Yes, I'm joking. We talk about Mudd, and I think it was, um, I remember hanging up and saying that was funny, like we had a good time. Um, but you'll, you're going to be the judge, listeners. Uh, you're going to be the judge. And if you like this episode, let me know. You go to Facebook.com slash Engage, the official Star Trek podcast, where you can leave a message on the wall. You can leave a message um, directly in, in messaging to me. Uh, or you can go to Twitter and go to at Jay Hoffman, at Jay Hoffman on Twitter, H-O-F-F-M-A-N, and let us know because um, if the listeners are enjoying our discussions with the crew and cast of Discovery, we'll make more of an effort to get them on the show. Yes. If you guys are like, eh, when the cast gets on, it's kind of sucks. Then, then hey, it's a lot easier for us to just. Then let you them, get more Brian. Get more Brian. <laughs> Maybe the next one should be just just all all Brian and the cast, and none <laughs> of me. So, uh, you know, and you know, we also want to get the, the the Discovery team. The production schedule is so heavy, and they've been so busy. I know that I want to talk to the designers, like set designers, and um, you know. Uh, I don't, you know, gadget makers. I mean, I would really like to talk to the production yeah, designer. Yeah, prop builders. Prop yeah. builders. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Uh, so that's going to happen eventually. But luckily, you know, we already had um, our friend Anthony Rapp on, and we spoke to him uh, for a little bit. And today is the day where we're going to talk to Rain Wilson, and uh, I don't remember what we talked about, but it's going to happen right now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Engage. Engage. Official Star Trek podcast. Energize. And, you know, since you brought the name up, Harry Mudd, I do want to talk to you a little bit about that character, but we can't talk about it right now. We have to go into the future. So what I'm going to do yeah. is for this week, I'm going to say goodbye but then we're going like, to, it's like traveling through a wormhole, which was very Star Trek. Oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're chopping up time into little bits. Right. So guess what, Rain Wilson, you and I have just come out the other side of a time, uh, space-time displacement, and we are now X amount of weeks in the future. What that means is that. your Prizio um, event uh, that you did, uh, the winner has already been selected, and uh, probably you, you already met the winner, and you went probably with, met the winner. Probably went already to the premiere. Probably yeah. had an amazing time. Yeah. What was your? What did they serve at the at the after party? What was the the tastiest thing you had at the after party? I think it was the grilled shrimp on the skewers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah. I think we're doing improv today. This is great. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so okay. Yeah, so, from my comedy background. That's, so. that's right. So and freeze, you know. So, um, but uh, one thing we can talk about for real is that I have not seen uh, Discovery yet. But by the time we are listening to this, I will have seen it and maybe even seen the Harry Mud episodes. But one thing I have seen is uh, your costume because it was on display 
at the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas and also at San Diego Comic-Con. And right. it was real cool because it was like a mix of the future and the past. It also had like a bandana on it. Um, yep. What uh, what was it like for you when you first got to see, you know, because you don't get to often wear, you know, intergalactic space wear in, in, in your work. What was it like getting in that costume? Well, the whole thing happened uh, very rushed because the show is behind, the scripts are always behind, and that always happens in TV. And they're scrambling to catch up to production, and the and the writers and the costume people are working together. And so I really didn't know what I was getting into. So I land there in Toronto, and that was the first thing was to go into wardrobe fitting. And um, the costume designer, whose name I'm forgetting, but we can look her up. Maybe your assistant can look up her name. I'm so sorry, I forgot her name. She's brilliant. And her drawings are all over the walls, and, and the hundreds of drawings, I mean, of... Klingons and Romulans and the different cast members and crew members and people on other planets and uh, just a whole look and a feel color palette to the to the wardrobe and specifically with Harry Mudd like we you know we talked we had a conference call with the producers early on and we talked about what we wanted to do with the character what they wanted to do what I was interested in doing and a lot of it was you know I hate this word reboot, but rebooting the character um, for this very contemporary feeling show. He needed to be not quite as sleazy. Um, not quite as sleazy? Was that what you, you, you dropped out for a second. Was that the word you oh, used? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I hope you're hearing me okay. I hear um, you now, but the... Uh... Oh, it just popped out there. I would say not as, not as silly. Oh, silly. Um, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I mean, the original... Uh, uh, Harry Mudd um, was uh, such a brilliant uh, character, uh, obviously, and um, uh, but a lot of those early original series um, episodes, some of them were almost almost like comedies. They almost played like comedies. And Roger Carmel had a great kind of evil glint in his eye, um, and he could be fairly nefarious, but he was um, a little comedic. And so we wanted to just just tilt the needle a little bit towards a a more dastardly, uh, a, a little more villainous Harry Mud. Because um, remember, and um, he, he's willing to sell them out in in his show in, in the Harry Mud shows. I mean, he's he he, he, he doesn't care about. Oh yeah, I mean, in, know, the, in the second one, swindling. he's he's ready to yeah. um he's ready to to strand them on a planet. You know, I mean, he's. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, you're right. There's sort of a goofy kind of likability to him. And a lot of that is just sort of the acting. It's the costume. It's also like the music that plays the whoop, whoop, whoop when he's on yep. screen. But he's a bad guy. You know, he's uh, he's as much of a villain as any other Star Trek villain. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, I mud where he was going to strand the, the Enterprise with the with the with the androids. Right. Um, and his and his android wife and uh skip town and you know sell them all down the river so we just wanted to um explore a little bit of the, some of the darker colors of that hairy mud uh type of character and uh and this is no dis to, to roger carmel because he was um he was just fantastic i mean he brought so much life to the character he was all these different colors and that's what i really what i love in acting when i watch acting is you know how many different 
shades and nuances and facets can you bring to a character? And Roger Carmel was charming. He was dastardly. He was funny. He was vulnerable. He was cruel. It was a lot of different colors um, for what he created. Well, do you, do you consider that like an acting challenge or is this something that you're nervous about, like playing a role that already is something? I mean, Harry Mudd isn't as known to the average bear as, say, Kirk or Spock, but to Star Trek fans, we know and love Harry Mudd. You know, the other crewmates, uh, your other cast members on the show, there's never been a Captain Lorca before. There's never been a Michael Burnham before. So, you know, but with this, it's like, wait a second, you know, we're going to really, it's going to be under the microscope a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging. Um, how can I do this character justice? A character that I loved growing up and seeing him just over and over again in, in reruns and watching the episodes again and again. How could I do him justice and also play the role that I needed to play in the series, you know, in Discovery? Um, he plays a really pivotal role in a couple episodes. And um, uh, it's, uh, it, it was a challenge. And be funny at the same time. And try and, you know, and try and evoke some of those colors and textures that we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, incredibly that, challenging. You've worked in a lot of... Uh... You know, you've worked in, in, in comedy, TV, independent films, big budget stuff. Um, but they always say, for whatever reason, Star Trek shows have a, they're a bit notorious for being really grueling hours and very labor intensive. In your time on the show, would, would you say that's correct or was it pretty much standard for a, a typical uh, TV show these days? Jordan, it almost killed me. <laughs> they almost killed me. On this show, I almost died because the the, 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 the second episode that I did um, that David Barrett directed, it was all mud all the time. And I was in practically every scene, driving every scene. And, oh, my gosh, at least 13, 14 hour, 14 hour days yeah. and uh, really long scenes, a lot of physical stuff. And I'm getting, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a young man. Um, I'm getting old, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy. So um, it was really, it was very difficult. And the dialogue is, is tough because obviously anytime you have dialogue that has kind of non sequitur stuff in it, like sciencey kind of phrases. Trekno babble, we call it. Trekno babble. Trekno babble. Anytime you've got trekno babble, it's, uh, it requires at least a couple of days of memorization, and so you can just have it run out of your mouth um, just seamlessly and sure. flawlessly without any mistakes. It's not just, you know, you do a lot of shows and your dialogue is like, hey, how's it going, man? You want to come over here? Let's do it. See you, see you at the car in 10 minutes. And that's it. You know, that's, that's the lines you have to learn. It's super easy. You could learn it in 30 seconds. Sure. Um, but uh, so it was challenging, definitely. Wow. Did you and now also? Uh, how about your your colleagues that are doing all that under makeup? I mean, at least you got to just kind of be yourself by and large. Um, yeah the the makeup uh, is um, uh, yeah that's that's beyond me. Uh, that's a whole other level um, uh, of uh, uh, of work and challenge. Um, yeah. So as a as a kid when you were growing up and 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 as you were watching, you know, 
everybody knows Star Trek. I don't know to what degree of a fan you were. What were some of your favorite episodes that you remembered or, you know, fa- favorite captains or, you know, how, how much of a fan were you prior to getting this gig? Um, the, I was a huge fan, um, uh, of the, of the original series. And like so many people of my generation, uh, I was about six years old, seven years old. And, uh, I, um, started watching the show and, um, on reruns and, um, boy, I just, um, uh, I, 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 I just, I fell in love with it. Um, I loved all of it. I mean, I loved, even I loved Spock's brain, you know, I loved <laughs> all the episodes. Um, you know, I, I don't know, um, what's my, um, favorite episode. I mean, boy, I just, I loved, I think Bones was my favorite character. Uh, I loved his, uh, I loved his humor. I loved the, the banter with Spock. Um, you know, favorite uh you know i I loved tribbles i loved all all of the uh all of the ones i certainly love the hairy mud ones um well i i I love that you're defending spock's brain because i'll tell you there are plenty worse episodes than spock spock's brain it's uh it's not as bad as they say yeah no and it was it was such a great entrance into the world of spock you know it's i i you know and what his experience is like but uh i i love that one um, you know, everybody that I've talked to so far has just been gl- just glowing about uh, the set they've built up in Toronto. Um, can you give me a little bit of, of, of your, uh, you know, you've been in the biz for a long time, you know, what it was like seeing this set compared to other, other things you've worked on? Yeah, um, so, you know, I think a lot of Trek fans will be angry uh, a lot of the stuff happening in the show because they always are you know there's some people that are going to be haters um i really hope that they're able to really give it a chance um they're they're taking a lot of risks with this show but one of the things that's really interesting is like okay so you're going to reboot a series and you're going to set it before the original series but what do you do are you going to make the sets look like even more primitive than the original series and the and the wardrobe and and the Klingon makeup, like, how are you going to balance that in today's technological advances um, with that original aesthetic? And I think they balance that really well. Um, it's, uh, the sets are extraordinary. They, it's like a city. There's, um, uh, there's, I hope you get to visit it. There's just warehouses filled with different sets and sick rooms and the hallways and transporter rooms and, um, Klingon vessels and um, all kinds of uh, different chambers and cafeteria and and everything and um, I think the design is extraordinary. Um, it's it's a it's a real challenge uh, for a TV writer to take this beloved series and reinvent it and stay true to it at the same time. It's this tightrope you're always walking, and some people will say like. It's too much the same, and some people say it's too different, and so you're going to have critics on both sides. Sure, sure. Well, you know, people who like to play bar trivia are going to have a fun one uh, with you, good sir, because you uh, are now officially uh, a key member of, of Star Trek. You play Harry Mudd version 2 or version .01, sure. whatever you want to call it. 
But of course, you were in one of, not one of, the greatest Star Trek inspired films ever made, Galaxy Quest. That was, in fact, I will say that Galaxy Quest was my first movie. Wow. That's awesome. We've had Dean Pariso as a guest on this show early on uh, because mm-hmm. he loves Star Trek and, uh, you know, it was happy to, to. And Star Trek fans love that that movie also. And, of course, it has become tremendous cult favorite, uh, you know, not just with Star Trek fans, but with everyone. That was really and, your first, you know, first movie they're, ever. They're making... They're making a TV show out of it. Do you know that? That is the rumor. I've heard this this rumor, and uh, I hope it to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Would Indeed. you come back as a Thermian in that if, if the opportunity presented I, itself? I would come back as anything for that. I'm so grateful <laughs> for that opportunity. It was my first movie I ever did uh, playing a Thermian. I was supposed to have a much larger part, but I had also been cast on this TV show, and they were afraid that they wouldn't have me for dates and... Um, so I, they had to reduce my part as a Thermian, but I was going to be a much larger Thermian of the movie, and that was a big, a big bummer for me. But I did get to be some really nice scenes and um, uh, super, super fun. Yeah, you got to clap your hands like a Thermian, and you know that's the most sure. important. Thing. <laughs> I think my favorite Thermian story is how the, how we came up with the walk of the Thermians. Um, he's that's how when you wear that skin tight bodysuit, that's how you have to walk. Like <laughs> there's just an odd walk with kind of a stiff straight legs, kind of like pumping up and down and um, kind of moving your toes up. And that's just how you naturally walk wearing that tinfoil suit. Wow. Um, so it wasn't any really great creation. It was like, we were all just kind of walking that way. And I think Dean was like, that's brilliant. I love that walk. And we're like, well, this is just how we have to walk in these crazy suits. And he's like, keep it. It's perfect. Who, who, who is the, um, who's the most fun? I know you're working hard on the show, but while you're working, you're also goofing around from time to time. Who's the biggest prankster on discovery? Who's the most fun guy when it isn't you guy or gal? Oh, well, I got to go with Jason Isaacs. I mean, he's, um, He's his, he's a hysterical he's a hysterical human being um, prankster I don't know about prankster but um, of course he takes the role very seriously but I think he's um, he's always ready to go off script he's always ready to improvise and see what happens and um, he's got a really twisted twisted sense of humor awesome well, you know, it, you are you are a busy man, and it's not like you are hurting for things to do. But now that you are officially in in the family, there will be opportunities for you to say go to the annual Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, or go to the conventions sure. that happen. They're in Germany, they're in London, they're all over the world. Uh, do you see yourself perhaps visiting one of these things? You know, doing something on the stage, mixing it up with the fans. I would love to. I would love to uh, do a Star Trek uh, convention. Um, it would be. I mean, that's. It's kind of an actor's dream. I mean, kind of people make fun of them, but at the same time, as they did in Galaxy Quest. But at the same time, I think it would be an absolute hoot um, if I was if I was wanted um, as I play such a smaller supporting character. But uh, I, I think it would be. It would just be a thrill. Well, I mean. Uh, I, I I can't speak for those who book these events, but I guarantee you that they would want you there. And, you know, I think the fans would, too. I mean, for God's sakes, you're Harry Mudd. I mean, it's very exciting. I mean, you I will see 
what will this is what's exciting by the time your episode airs and i don't know episodes plural i don't know exactly when but by next year what will happen at these conventions are people always come dressed as harry mud because it's a great costume so you're sure. going to have now people dressed as old mud and new mud and, oh, that's right. And they'll be like the new mud. Yeah, they'll be like fighting in the hall, or like maybe he'll be the same guy, and he'll like well, on Saturday he'll be old mud, and then he'll come back on Sunday as new mud or something. I don't know. There's a lot of opportunities. I, I want to do a big like dance off between new muds and old muds <laughs> on stage or something like with a choreographer. I think be that's so much fun. You know, this is programming that I think can very easily happening because. A lot of, uh, you know, the let, let's, let's you know, we're old friends now, Rain Wilson, you and I. Let's be honest. Yeah, the sure, the original Harry down. Mudd is is a gentleman of size, as I am, yeah. and as not the new Mudd is not. But so a lot of well, the people... No, no, no. No, I, I have some girth on me. And, and you know, no no double entendre <laughs> intended. I'm, I am a... I may not be Roger Carmel size, but I am six foot two, 222. Fair enough. And... Um, uh, I've got I've got some half. Well, you wear and you know it's in all the right places with you is what I'm saying. So um, that's what she said. But the um, <laughs> the um, a lot of the fellas who go to Star Trek conventions as 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 I the the host of the official podcast can sometimes be larger gentlemen and and you know it, it, we don't want to dress uh, you know some something like as you know some of the handsome. Yeah, you don't want to be in a Federation. Suits. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times you'll see a lot of dudes dressed as Harry Mudd. In fact, some could even say that the original Mudd is overrepresented at conventions because it's a logical costume to wear. So what I'm saying is there's a lot of Mudd at these conventions already. <laughs> now there's going to be double Mudd. I think the opportunities for some sort of, um, I want to say Mudd wrestling, I guess, is what's going to happen between the two Muds. It's it's a genuine, oh genuine thing. So... You know, I tell you what. I tell you what. You dress old mud. I'll dress new mud, and we'll um, we'll have a mud wrestling. You know, I think we can do this as part of the uh, the, the Saturday night costume contest. We can maybe co-host it. We'll we'll be I we'll be in it. touch, and maybe next year in Vegas it'll happen. But um, listen, I know you're a busy guy. Thanks so much for getting on the phone with us today. I hope that we're able to speak again. You know, down the line because the show never dies and. The characters yeah. never die. Even, you know, I haven't seen your episodes yet, but even if your ship blows up on screen and you get vaporized, you might come back, you know? So they, you, you never, never know. know. They never know. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I'd love to come back. I really, I really would. We'll, we'll definitely find the time and hopefully there'll be more mud right around the corner. Awesome. Uh, so there's all these mud puns and mud jokes. <laughs> um, mud flaps. I don't even... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. You know, we could get the band Puddle of Mud. To yes, play absolutely. <laughs> they so. can host the whole thing. It'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Be well. Great, great talking to you. Thank you. Okay. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.